Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we come with another session of questions and answers, which we do every Tuesday at 5 p.m. GMT time. Thank you everybody for that joining today on our live sessions. Remember that this session is to basically answer all the questions that you guys have been sending throughout the last week. And also if you want to jump in and live and ask any questions or discuss any issues you're having right now around selling on Amazon or anything e-commerce related, just drop your questions in, in the chat and we'll make sure to answer them in depth for you. Okay. So before we start with today's session, as I do every week, I would like to remind you of the content we've been dropping in our YouTube channel and podcast channels as well. So yesterday we had Isabella Ritz, a amazing lady. I mean, we had a, an episode regarding product research. Uh, she's uh, She has an agency called Ritz Momentum. It's an amazing agency when it comes to product research. She specializes into finding products with a lot of demand but low competition right so a lot of potential but at the same time pros that are not saturated and we know that's key nowadays in amazon to succeed right so have a look at that episode it should be live already on our channel you're gonna get basically all the gold nuggets that isabella dropped for us and feel free to also leave your questions in the video and we're gonna make sure to answer them for you yeah great so let's jump into today's session I'm going to start by bringing some of the questions I do every single week. And if you guys want to jump on, on the live, feel free to do so, right? That's what these sessions are made for, for you to ask any questions, to learn from it, and basically so we can add value to you and help you grow and scale your brand on Amazon, right? So let's see which one is the first question of the day. And let's kickstart the first session, basically question of the questions and answers session, right? Awesome. So the first question of the day is the following. Let's get started. How to do a virtual bundle and what are the benefits? So yeah, a virtual bundle is actually a benefit that you get from being a brand registrar, right? So it's an amazing uh, feature that if you know how to use it, it's super powerful. And I'm going to basically tell you what are the benefits behind and what are the things that you can do with it, right? So virtual bundle, basically is what it's going to allow you to do is to use different, basically, SKUs within your FBA inventory to basically create a new offer within your brand, right? So why this is powerful? Because instead of you needing to deal with all the logistics in terms of needing to package those products together, send them to Amazon and then have eventually two products that can be sold individually tied into an inventory as a bundle, you could just send two products individually, then you can sell them as a bundle. But at the same time, you're not going to have the, the inventory tied because if you do a bundle and you just send it as a bundle, 
you're going to miss on those sets of people that eventually want to buy just as an individual product, which if, I mean, most of the time it's going to happen that you're going to leave a lot of sets on the table, right? Because let's say you're selling a water bottle and a cup as a bundle, and that's the only inventory you send into Amazon. Guess what? Somebody might actually like just a water bottle or may like just a cup, but because you don't sell them individually, basically those are sales you are missing, right? So what is the best approach and how you can tackle this? You can do a virtual bundle. You can have your water bottle listing. You can have your cup listing, and then you can put it as a bundle, right? So what is the amazing thing of putting two pros together besides the inventory of things? You get basically a completely new listing. It gets in own ACO reviews, everything. And guess what? You can also do advertising to this virtual bundle as a completely new listing. So basically, it's like creating a new listing without the difficulties of the inventory, which I've just been mentioning. And the other thing is that if you know how to basically analyze your brand analytics, all the data around your brand, understand what people usually purchase within your niche, if you also offer specific products, specific accessories, you can make a very powerful offering and make sure that using already the products that you have put in your inventory, you can offer a bundle made with a more competitive price or a better offer overall that what is currently in the market if nobody's offering that bundle and make sure you tackle a niche that nobody is tackling. That's why it's so powerful. So yeah, definitely explore this feature. You should find it under the brand tab on your sales central account. And again, you just need to have brand register. And from there, it's basically that easy. You just choose two or more different, basically, products to bundle together. And you basically create a listing and offer from the current inventory you have on Amazon, right? And having to do the traditional way before this pro program was launched, which was doing the bundle and then sending it to Amazon, which was basically launching a a product from zero in terms of the time consumption it took uh, from inventory something. So definitely check it out. Very useful if you're selling multiple products and you have a brand that basically are products that complement each other, right? Great question, by the way. I think we have never covered that question before on the, on, on the questions and answers session. Good. So let's see the next question. Can I have a sad phrase number on the same campaign? Mm -mm. That's a big mistake. Uh, don't do that. And I have seen that a lot. When we do audits around basically a client's account, we have found that a lot of people just put the different match uh, types within the same campaign. And that is going to make it much more difficult for you when it comes to optimization, right? So it's very simple. Basically, what happens is that we have exact phrase and broad when it comes to the search terms reports that you're going to get generating from that campaign going to get super complicated to understand where the keywords are coming from. Then on the bid optimization side of things, you're going to basically start overbidding on keywords over the same keyword because you're basically targeting the same keyword over the same uh, ad group. Then when it comes to negating keywords, it's going to be a nightmare because if you want to negate a keyword, maybe you want to negate it just on first and broad, but not in exact. And then when it comes to placement optimization, there's no way you can do placement optimization if you have those three on the same campaign, right? Because otherwise, it's for sure it's going to be so inefficient when it comes to cost and results. So the first thing that I advise is have your own campaigns for exact, have your own campaigns for phrase, have your own campaigns for broad. 
right? That's the first thing. The second thing, which I keep mentioning over and over and again, make sure you don't overpopulate these campaigns. So maximum we put, I would say three keywords per campaign, sometimes up to five. Make sure that this segmentation is done also based on relevancy and also the search volume, eh, because you don't want to have like three keywords on a campaign, but then those three keywords have 10,000 search volume. They're going to still kill each other, right? So you want to make sure search volume is divided equally across all your campaigns. And then from there, you also then eventually, if you have those campaigns with three to five keywords, you're also going to find winning keywords within those campaigns. And eventually, you're going to have one keyword campaigns to make sure you fully scale them to the maximum potential when it comes to placement optimization, right? So that's ideally how you want to do it. But yes, avoid at all costs to have exact phrase and broad in the same campaign. It's going to make it super difficult for you to optimize. And the more time you wait, the more headache you're going to have to then eventually uh, do that uh, separation, which you must do if you want to reach efficiency in terms of uh, performance, right? Awesome. So let's see which other question we're going to hear. What is buy with Prime about? So buy with Prime is actually a very interesting new program that Amazon is rolling out. It's actually just available in the US. And actually, Ecomsi is a, a partner of this program. Uh, and basically, this Buy with Prime program um, is basically a DTC a program that Amazon is rolling out to make sure that they can actually support you when it comes to your brand sales outside of Amazon, right? So how does it work? Basically, let's say you have your Shopify, right, website, or you have a WordPress, any kind of website that has the typical integration that we know nowadays when it comes to e-commerce. Most people nowadays, they have the normal payment providers like Visa, Apple Pay, all of these. And then most of the times the logistics of things is gonna happen with your PL or sometimes from your own house, right? So what is, or, or your manufacturer for sure. So what is gonna happen now? If you enroll your website and your brand with Bible Prime, essentially you're gonna have Amazon to work as your third-party logistic partner, right? And on top of that, you can have the recognition and the basically trust of having the prime badge on your website. And the third thing is that you're gonna be able to offer next day delivery that let's be honest, most three peers can basically promise that, right? And Amazon has the strength to do it due to the huge diversification when it comes to positioning of the warehouses and logistics in the US, right? So basically you're getting the whole package, right? You're getting, when it comes to have the recognition of Amazon your website, which we know a lot of times, some of the conversion issues on a website is because if somebody feels your website is a bit dodgy, they don't trust the payment providers solutions that you give, and they don't have seen your brand before, if they came to a Facebook ad or different type of um, traffic sources, they're gonna go off, right? So what they're gonna do, they're gonna most likely go to Amazon, they're gonna try to find your product or brand, which it might be a sale that you're gonna lose if you are not present on Amazon. However, if you give them the solution to have your the personalized branding experience on your website, but have the experience of Prime, that basically they can log with their Prime account, they can purchase, and they can get the Prime next day delivery, it's a win-win. You get the win of having bigger conversions because of that extra solution you give to customers. And the customer have the peace of mind that they're gonna get basically similar experience that what they get on Amazon. But at the same time, they're trusting your website more and they're having that also personalized branding 
experience that they want to get out of your website. So it's an amazing thing. I think the extra thing as well is everything that it comes to a, the fee structure and how they help you with the logistics of things. I mean, just the fact that now Amazon can give you an exit delivery is big as well. I mean, if you are interested, feel free to book a call with our team so we can give you basically more information and eventually help you uh, add buy with Prime to your brand. It's, it's a no-brainer. I would say uh, definitely give it a try at least to see how it performs. But I think if for brands that have a big presence already on the website, adding this extra solution, it will definitely give a bump in sales, right? Awesome. So let's see, next question. Have you seen a decrease in sales after Prime Day? Yes, uh, we have seen a decrease. And on average, most people have seen a decrease. We have talked with different agencies in the space, brand owners. This is totally normal, guys. And remember that during Prime Day, a lot of people spend <laughs> thousands of dollars in Prime Day. And, and the reality is it was in summer. Remember, the only reason why this Prime Day during this month is because sales usually, historically, July, August are very low. So basically, Amazon created this day to keep the momentum for sales and create this kind of fictitious Black Friday thing to bump sales, right? But realistically, the volume of sales you get those two days is not a reality of the rest of the summer, right? So don't worry if sales go down. That's totally normal. Usually, you should be seeing a 20 30% drop. That's fine compared to those days. Uh, just make sure you keep on top of making sure that your campaigns are always optimized. You're keeping control of inventory. Your conversion rates are going back to normal prior to Prime Day. And you keep track of all those metrics to make sure that you basically go back to before Prime Day. Um, and if it's a bit below that, that's totally fine because you also need to consider the after Prime Day effect of people not wanting to shop for a few weeks and also holidays. But overall, take those things into consideration uh, and just understand that this is totally normal, right? Good. So next question, how often should I optimize my PPC campaigns? So I would say mm -hmm. that your PPC campaigns, you should usually uh, optimize them. Um, I would say every two to three days, ideally every three days, because usually 72 hours is the time the system takes to, to basically give attribution to your campaigns and data and basically link and, and attribute sales to specific keywords and make sure all the data is fully optimized in your dashboard. And also because that's usually the amount of days you're gonna need to require enough, to generate enough clicks to make validated decisions. Because if you don't have enough clicks, you have five, 10 clicks, right? Um, or, or let's say you have three, four clicks on average per keyword, you can't really make a decision based on that. I mean, you could, but it's gambling, right? You're guessing, you're playing around and guessing that, okay, four clicks, nothing happened, but four clicks can be just a coincidence and nothing happened after four clicks. You don't have consistency and data is all about that. You need data to make an average and then make a decision based on that, right? So I would say every three days, of course, if you're spending 10,000 per day, which are specific scenarios, maybe you wanna do it daily or every two days because you're definitely gonna generate a lot of clicks, but that's not the case for most people, right? So take those things into consideration. It's ideally based on also the budget. The higher the budget, the sooner you want to optimize because more data. The less data you have, you want to leave it around longer because if you keep changing on a daily basis, as I see most people doing it, realistically, you're just gambling. You don't have data. You're just assuming that something didn't work yesterday and now you're going to change it today. But you're not giving time to for the system to basically breathe and perform, right? So later on, leave it, give it time and make decisions based on that, okay? 
Awesome. So let's see next question. How can you explain what is Amazon PPC cannibalization? Yeah, a PPC cannibalization is a it's an interesting term. So basically, PPC cannibalization it means that when you're running basically your PPC campaigns, right? You're gonna have keywords that you're already on top number one position when it comes to organic position, right? But at the same time, you're also gonna be having your PPC campaigns running. So what happens if you start positioning yourself at number one placement or in the sponsor, right? Top of the page, but organically you also number one position organically, you might start cannibalizing your keywords. And what does it mean? It means that most people realistically when they shop on Amazon, they can't really make a difference between sponsor keywords and basically organic, uh, sorry, sponsor placement and organic placement. Most people are not going to read the sponsor little letters on the left-hand corner of the image, right? So they're going, most likely the people that are, is already going to convert on your link, listing because in the first place organically, they are clicking first organ, uh, advertising because advertising, no matter how high you are in organic, advertising is always going to be higher. So to basically uh, understand what canalization means is that people that was going to purchase already organically they are purchasing through your ppc so in essence you're paying for something you already had granted in terms of sales right so how you can analyze this basically understanding uh, what are your best keywords when it comes to sales you can search this by the search query performance then also understanding how your keywords are uh, ranking you can use a keyword tracker and make sure that if you're ranked number one organically or the first four placement you might want to lower your bids and test if by not being top of the placement and maybe being mid or last page your sales decrease significantly if they do then you know definitely you need advertising placement but guys be careful because i understand most people when they are number one organically they want to lower their strength but i've seen this also work on the negative side of things right because if you open the door when it comes to optimization for competition to understand that you are leaving the top placement empty they can enter that spot they can start attributing cells of that cure through top of the placement and eventually the organic ranking is going to overpass yours and maybe your volume overall is going to decrease because instead of having two positions the first page you have one so take those things in consideration sometimes cannibalization is good for you it's all about understanding the data and making sure what is the best thing for you uh, after basically reading the matrix for your specific product right Awesome. Uh, what is my product? Why, if my product has multiple variations, only one shows on the main keyword? Okay. So the reason uh, why this happens is that basically, um, when you have a parent listing with child variations, only one child variation can be positioned and ranked on a keyword, right? So what happens amazon automatically is going to choose to display and rank the one that's been performing the best on historical data right so if you have a product that has multiple colors red white yellow and the red one is the one that's been selling the most overall what is going to happen is that the red one is the one that's going to start showing and ranking on the main keywords so that's why having sometimes variation on the apparent listing, it might be a disadvantage because it means you have less real estate control. You can have just one variation under one keyword, which if you have different parent listing, uh, the own colors and variations are the own parent listings. 
I mean, if you do a very good strategy, you could eventually create a kind of a monopoly because you could have all the colors and all your variations on the first page of the keywords that basically define your product. So that's why you need to consider those things when doing a strategy on your products because you need to understand what is the competition doing. And if the competition is doing parent listings with child items, you need to understand why. And if they're doing the opposite, understand also the reason and, and see what is the most efficient thing based on your niche. Because sometimes some niches, it's better to have them separated than under the same listing, right? Great. Let's see which uh, other question we're going to hear. How do you uh, do you recommend using broad modifier? Yes, broad modifier is basically when you add the plus sign in front of a keyword when you're doing broad match, and basically that plus sign is make, gonna make sure that that um, keyword, whenever it is finds a keyword through the broad match, those keywords need to be ex uh, basically included on the keyword. So this one can be powerful to make sure you don't overspend and basically waste as spent. Because if you do broad match, let's say, Let's say we're going to do, um, I'm going to do an example, water bottle, right? Um, and you have that queue as a broad. If you put the plus to water and the plus to water, you're going to make sure the water bottle is always on the search term that the broad campaign is going to generate for you. So it can be broad a water bottle for hiking, water bottle for gym, gym water bottle, hiking water bottle, running water bottle. Water bottle is always going to be there, which is if you don't do that, it may happen that instead of finding a hiking water bottle is going to be hiking a liquid recipient, as an example. I mean, it may still define your product, but it's not including your main keywords, which based on your research, if they are super important and they are the seed keyword that basically generate most of the phrases, you want to have it as a broad modifier to make sure they're always there, right? Okay, let's see which other question we're going to hear. How do you optimize campaigns based on budget usage yes so this one you can do it by going to your ppc uh, basically dashboard you're going to go to the budget tab which it should be on beta right now and there is a filter that you can basically filter the campaigns based on percentage utilization this one we're using a lot lately and what you can do is basically uh, you can filter saying let me know which are the campaigns that 50 percent of time they're out of budget then you find this, those campaigns and then you say okay what is the echoes for those campaigns? And then Amazon even give you an estimation of sales that you might be missing. And based on all the other metrics that you can also be seeing there that you can add, such as a conversion, clicks, all of that, you could eventually decide, okay, this campaign's going our budget 50% of the time, but actually it has it has a good history. So that means if I double the budget, most likely it's gonna the performance is gonna stay the same, but my sales are gonna increase. So make sure you use that filter. Very useful to understand where you're basically um, living very um, profitable campaigns with low budget. So you increase them and make full utilization uh, of those campaigns. So they last the, the whole day, right? Great. Uh, next question. Do you recommend doing day parting? Uh, day parting can be tricky, guys, because basically day parting means that you on of campaigns based on, on historical data. So you may find that, okay, your pro performed better in the morning and better at night, but realistically, you need a lot, a lot of data to make sense of it, right? Because sometimes it can be due to a specific uh, festivity thing, uh, holidays, periods. It's not, 
it's not a linear thing when it comes to data, right? I think the most efficient thing to do the parting is a new uh, thing Amazon allow, which is a, a stream API, I believe it's called, if I'm not mistaken. And the only way you can get it, which I have seen, is to Perpetua. So, uh, which is one of the software, I'm pretty sure other ones are gonna uh, release it soon. And basically allows you to do bit optimization on an hourly basis. So I think that's much more uh, you, um, optimal than what most people do, which is just manually turning on off campaigns, because we all know that doing that, campaigns take time to start performing again. Uh, most likely turning off a non-campaign can actually also make the performance worse in the long term because you are giving mixed signals to Amazon going off on campaigns. And that's not realistically how those campaigns are meant to run. Where with the new API integration, actually the campaigns are always running and the software what is doing is that based on historical data, the bids can be dropped to 20 cents in the morning. So the keywords are running by very low bids. So it doesn't overspend and then automatically those bids are gonna change a night or afternoon, but the software does it based on data, right? So realistically doing manually is very difficult because how are you gonna make the calculations in real time based on historical data and make those big changes? I mean, you need a software for that. So realistically, if you wanna efficiently do the party, it would be with software and Perpetua is one of them, which you fully recommend. They are very good and they offer this option, which is basically do a bit optimization uh, hour by hour. Great. Next question. Uh, what are the requirements to send a pallet to Amazon? So the requirements vary from country to country. So I can tell you right now the UK one, usually UK one, you want to have a pallet 100 by 120 by 118 is a max. There's also a weight limit. I don't remember on top of my head. Uh, but again, uh, all these requirements, you can just go to Google and put Amazon UK, Amazon USA pallets. In essence, one of the main things is just understanding uh, the weight limits and dimensions. And when it comes to preparing a pile, it's very simple. So you're gonna put your typical boxes where you have your SKUs inside. Those boxes, each individual big boxes, the brown ones are gonna have a label. Uh, the pros inside those boxes are just gonna have the FNSQ barcodes. And then the pallet on the outside is going to have four labels, one in each side, which is the pallet label. And then you can use basically the Amazon services for the pallet, which is very cheap. And they do the pickup and that's it, guys. Yeah, very simple. Next question, what is the recommended tackles? So when it comes to tackles, guys, it's going to vary on your strategy. If you're being very aggressive, usually launching, you want to have easily over 50, 70% when you're launching. I mean you're not focusing on profit, you're focusing just on making as much um, positioning as possible when it comes to your product. Then uh, once you start consolidating, you want to then start targeting more 20, 35%. And then if you're focusing on profitability, easily the 10, 15% mark, right? Uh, but again, that's also going to come down on your profit margins, basically what are the margins your product has, and that's going to allow you to understand what is the freedom you have in tacos because tacos in essence as long as the percentage is below your profit margin that's a quick way to understand if you are being profitable or not of course then on top of that you need to put taxes and all of that but in essence that's why tacos is useful to understand the bottom line if you're actually being profitable or not with a the business and the brand you're running on amazon Great. I think we have a last question. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a main keywords, but I don't convert. What should I do? Yeah, most likely, I mean, the first thing you need to 
understand if we are indexing for those keywords. So run a keyword index checker to make sure you're indexing. Second thing, use keyword tracker from hidden ten to understand where you're being positioned in terms of PPC. You want to be usually top 10 when it comes to your main keywords, at least your top five to 10 keywords when you're ranking. And then the second thing you want to track your conversion. If you are already positioned on your top placement and you are indexing and you're not converting, there is a listing issue. So review your images, make sure you have the images as polished as possible by reviewing basically your competition, what are doing, uh, your listing copy, make sure it's, it's well one written and the back end, everything. Uh, and then the pricing, make sure your pricing makes sense. And finally, the offer. If you're offering something on that niche that people is not looking for, it's going to be difficult for you to convert. So if you use those main points, I'm sure you're going to find the solution to com to convert issues. Because if you're already doing what I'm saying, which is controlling top placement on your main keywords, you're indexing and everything, usually the issue is images, listing, price, and offer. Okay. Awesome, guys. I think that's the last question of the day. Thank you very much for everybody that's been sending these questions. I hope my answers uh, basically help you solve all those concerns. If there's something that wasn't clear, make sure to drop me an email or comment in here. I'm going to make sure to go more in depth. Um, or you can ask another question to clarify. I'm going to cover it in the next session. Okay. So remember, for everybody that's joining late on this episode, these sessions are going to be running every Tuesday at 5 p.m. GBT time in English. And if you have any Spanish friends, or even yourself, if you're going to learn Amazon by Spanish, it should be on Thursdays, 5 p.m. GMT time every week as well. Remember, this is all recorded in terms of after the live. This is going to be uploaded, the recording on YouTube, on a podcast, and all the channels, even social media. So you can also catch up on your answers on those channels, okay? So thank you very much, guys, for being here. It's a pleasure to basically share my knowledge with all of you. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Um, have an amazing rest of the week. Take care. Definitely see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.